Welcome to Autistic Power Podcast, a podcast dedicated to bridging the unnecessary gap between new artists and industry experts. The only necessary gaps are thigh gaps. Information gaps, not so much. We're here to shine the light and give you the tools you need to have a fighting chance in this industry. I'm your host, Dombienko Sikumete, and on today's show, we're speaking to Ulungelo, who is a director on Imbeu. He had some very interesting things to share about the life of a director. Let's go straight to the interview. It's time now to welcome our guest, Lungelo. Lungelo Ngobo graduated with a diploma in drama and television from Durban University of Technology in 2010. He has worked on movies such as Vaya, Hard to Get, and Nothing for Mahala. He's also worked on TV shows such as Mamelo, Ukakai the Kingdom, and is currently directing on Imbeu the Seed. Welcome, Lungelo. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you very much, Ndombi. Thank you. Thank you for the warm welcome. I think it makes sense for us to start from the very beginning. What kind of an upbringing did you have? Well, um, I'm from a place called Mzinyati. Ne? Um, that's where I was born um, 1990, if I were to remember my age. Everybody knows now. Yeah, it, from a very big family, from a very big family, for like what, 13 siblings. Um, so it's not a, a, a flexible upbringing, but yeah, we, we survive because family man, we learn to survive. Until my mom got married um, 2003, that's when I moved to a place called uh, Ananda which is not so far off from Zinyat. That's when I started staying with my mom and dad. So now becoming the only child from like 13 of you to being by yourself as the child, then yeah, you get to experience a different side of life. So I'm fortunate enough that I grew up with 13 siblings and then I had to be by myself. So why am I saying that? Because um, you learn to share when there's a lot of you, you know. From the, the side, Yogutsingi, Kulengi one, when I was staying with my mom and dad, that's when you get to learn about decision making and, and all those and all those things and be responsible, you know. You're the only child left. You back from school, you must clean. So I get to learn those responsibilities, you know. I'm the only guy at home, there's no girl, so you must learn how to clean and cook, you know. From being Kuma siblings and Mantomazana, like eight of them, so you didn't have to worry about such things. So now it's a huge ten, you know. But that, that, that helped me a lot, you know. That helped me a lot, you know, because now I could focus on my things. I could learn new things, you know, and get to know who am I, like what is it that I really, really want to do, you know. Kind of helped, yeah. And my family is a, a Christian people, so my dad is a pastor, so it's a switch, it's a complete turnaround, like, from doing all the things you want to do, so like, okay, now I must obey, like, let me tell Wow, so you're a PK. Now I am very curious, what was it like growing up as a pastor's kid? I am a PK, yes, I am. <laughs> growing up as a PK, it's, it's an interesting one, man, because... Um, you know, growing up as a teenager, um, 
you would want to experience um other things things that other people do that seem to be normal for them it's it's not such a pleasant situation to be under if you are somebody who who's got this mentality of being an artist you know because once you once you have once you want that uh that thing of being an artist start um living in you like somehow you're gonna seem rebellious because the mere fact that you're interested in the art you know you want to go acting so that's gonna take you till late you know um after that you want to play soccer i'm i'm, I'm an active person now in, in the township i wanted to do all of those things you know and i end up skipping church you know because of that and that's not a good example for a pk son you know you must be oh you must always be there you know so it was it was a challenging thing to do but man i managed i managed i managed. i knew that church okay let me dedicate just sundays just for church and please family you know at the end of the day you must be a good son you know? wow that sounds like a very interesting life and speaking of your life i'd like you to take us through your career journey from where you started to where you are now where where did it start I'm going to take you from way way back like where the love began you know um the love of it began um with a television series that was on TV on SABC1 back 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 in the day it was called Dynamite Detective that's where the love came from you know from these young kids solving all these crimes uh, in the township and they smart kids you know Um I really wanted to be like them you know I really wanted to be that kind of kid who who comes up with solutions in the community you know as much as how young you are but you must be able to come up with solutions in time so that's where the love of acting began you know um and then from there um escala every time there's um at the time so I was always in those groups I'm playing a lead <laughs> yeah even in church I'm gonna be that guy playing a lead all the time so that's that that's where the love really was born at that young age you know? yes yeah. All those groups get corner you know because this thing was already banning and so came um high school fortunate enough there's speech and drama at school so i wasn't like gonna pit around the push i knew exactly what okay this is the path now i went for the speech and drama um did that um grade 12 i knew what okay i want to go study acting applied dvt that's when i started acting from 2008 till 2010 that's when i graduated from uh, acting um if i could just touch base on a bit of uh, university life uh, studying drama you know uh, it's an interesting one because man the training is not so easy that's when you get to learn okay this thing that i've chosen is not just clips and clam man like you, you you need to craft your art man you need to spend time with your art you need to um find yourself what kind of an artist i am yeah i'm a performer i get on stage and i perform but i really strong on performance or i really strong on singing on stage managing you know you get to like oh it's not just about acting it's about 
a whole lot of things that contribute to this person who's gonna be acting on stage. There's someone's gonna be providing the costume and all of that. Like, okay. So my eyes started opening rather than just me being an actor. I started falling in love with directing, you know. It's like, oh, there's actually people who tell actors what to do. You know, that's actually more cool than acting because I get to see uh, my vision being played by someone else. You know, I was like, oh, that's, this is interesting. I, will, I actually love directing now, you know. So, 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 um, finishing university, I had already an idea that, you know, other than just acting, I really want to direct, you know. I want to tell my story and let these people play it for me. And... I control it the way I want it to be seen, Young Tol. Um, 2010, towards the end of it, um, how I got into film now, it's, it's an amazing thing, man. Like, it's, it's, it's an opportunity. It's a, I got an opportunity. Like, I had no idea really what to do after university. I thought, okay, I might move to Joburg and then what am I going to do there? How do I even get started, you know? It was a stressful phase, you know, when you're about to finish university. That's that those kind of things hit hard, you know. Um, fortunate enough, four days before I finish my exams, um, there's a guy often this Eskolwen who came during our third year. His name is Susan Tim, and he told us about the the program that's going to be run here in Devon training filmmakers you know so so yeah this guy Sizam Tembu introduced us to uh, a production company called Impotuzego Films and Skills Development which is here in Devon still running um, that's when um, it's still 2010 um, I'm finishing my year here I'm not even graduated at the time um, so he told us about this so we went to the place and applied Fortunate enough, all the drama students were taken because we're coming from a theatre background, you know. So we've got a bit of understanding what might happen, even though we are clueless in terms of film, you know. Because all we know is just stage performance and stage and stage acting, you know. So when we got to that, um, that's when um, I was introduced to a variety of um, departments in the film world, you know. Um, whereby there's your wardrobe, there's your makeup, there's your art department, there's your um, directing team, there's your AD team, there's your continuity script team. I was like, oh, okay, there's so much here. But at the time, I was comfortable with what I was doing, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna come here and do acting. So, um, first week, I did acting, then I was like, no, actually, this is. This is not going to take me anywhere because I've been doing this for three years and um, I'm going to just be carrying, doing, carry on doing something that I've been doing. I was like, no, let me try something else. There was a department called Continuity Department. Um, there was a guy called Uzugo Notata who was teaching the directing class and continuity class. So I went to continuity class. Um, I said, hey guys, I know I'm a week late. And you guys have already started, but can I just join the class? Unfortunately, it was his last day teaching. He was going to go back to Joburg. He's a professional, so he was working in Joburg. So I only got to work with him one day. Oko got get to be taught by him for one day. Um, and then he left. So I was left with my fellow students here. So they briefed me in terms of what they learned and what, how it works. 
it has a lot of paperwork that deals with a lot of scripts you know so it felt like okay it's so much but i was like it's interesting because it's closer to directing so every time you're working you're going to be next to the director and you're going to be the connection between script department and the director so so if i'm in between here then i'm in a good place because i can master my skill of directing i can master my skill of writing so i felt like okay this is the place where i should be then i did that trust me it's a lot of work because in the production um nobody really pays attention to to you until something goes wrong and everybody's gonna say okay what happened to continuity you know because as continuity person you must take care of the story you must take care of the whole wardrobe if a person left here going to the next scene they must come through looking the same even though it's if you look at it it's gonna be like okay it's a wardrobe mistake but you as a continuity person looking at the overall you must oversee all of that so it was an interesting one so i did that uh fortunate enough um when they did selections um i was one of those guys who were selected as if uh, like i was selected because i performed good when they did a short film remember i had just one day of learning with the professional and the rest i was taught by my fellows um so i felt okay if i get selected then which means there's a there's a chance for me to do this the guy came back in two weeks um i was like oh you're still here i thought you were gonna quit because you had only just one day i was like no actually i fell in love with it man like, like yeah yeah what boy i was gonna that template so uh my boy i was gonna shoot a short film so in that short film na khona kuzophinda ku short list wek nixa labantu bayi two so in a class besi bangaki ngafuye ngaba we six so kwa short list kwa sada three so sekwenzu short film guys by three Ah, so I ended like three. So now he must shortlist and have two people to do a feature film. So now this is 2011 now, 2011 February. Yeah. So and then he shortlisted me and Ulungi Kumete, who works at Uzalo right now, is continuing. So it was the two of us, man. We made it. Um, from that point. Now we finished the movie. Now it's like okay, we did the movie. So what now? We're still in Durban now. Now the reality kicks in again. Okay, what must happen? I can't just go to Joburg. I literally know no one in Joburg. Like, I don't have siblings. I don't have family that time. And I get a call from Uzuwa not that time. It was March. He says, it's Saturday. PK's child didn't sleep at home. Nah. I went to, to, to do things. <laughs> It's nine o'clock in the morning. He calls me. He's saying that when's it? And he says, "Where are you?" I said, "I'm in Devon." Like when's that? It's an explosion. There's nothing really happening, you know. And he's like, "I just referred you to a job." Like, oh, okay. Where is it? At it's in Joburg. Yo, go for your gun, Johnny. Cool. Like, so when's that? Cool. How? How? And he's like, "Now, you'll stay at my place." Um, I'll transport you. Just get here. I'm like, okay. At these people are gonna call you in ten minutes. I'm like, sure, okay. And these people call and they say you are starting tomorrow. I'm like, I tomorrow, tomorrow is it like, like tomorrow? They're like, yeah, you're starting tomorrow. When you call me, they tell me I'm starting tomorrow. I'm thinking, okay, it's gonna be in like a month or something. He says tomorrow. This guy says tomorrow. I'm like, okay, cool. 
are you in Joburg right now? Then I realized, okay, Suti, if I'm telling tomorrow, I must say I'm in Joburg. I was like, yeah, I'm in Joburg. They're like, okay, cool. We'll start sending you scripts. I'm like, whoa, it's a real job, man. Like, it's happening right now. So I was like, okay, thank you. Dropped the call. I was like, okay, let me head home. Went home, got home, it's around 11. They were about to ask me where was I, but I had better news. So <laughs> I was like, I just got a job. I need to be in Joburg by tomorrow morning. And my dad was like, Joburg, what do you mean? I was like, yeah. So we're not that. The guy who was training got me a job in Joburg. I need to be there tomorrow. So um, I need to leave today. My dad was not so happy with me. My mom was panicking. They called Uzugo and Zubo said, yeah, yeah, he needs to come up now. I'll, I'll take care of him. Don't worry. And then they bit at ease. My dad took me to Park Station to the bus at like 1 o'clock. Got to Jobek at night. I don't know this place at night. Okay, when I get past there, I'm like, okay, I call the guy. He's like, okay, I'm here. And he sent someone else to pick me up, not him. I thought they messing with me, bro. <laughs> oh my god, I was so scared. I was really, really scared. All the Jobek stories now come, start coming up. I'm like, yo, what's going on here? Okay, this guy takes me to his place, not Zugo's place. So, um, this guy picked me up, uh, Umnata Viga. He takes me to his place. So I'm scared now. But when I walked into his place, I was at ease because you know what I saw? I saw posters like him performing. I was like, oh, he's one of us. He's an artist. And I see logos, logos, DUT. I'm like, oh, DUT, drama department. Oh, okay. He's one of us. He's for sure one of us. So, okay, now I start, okay, being at ease, okay, we start talking, and he tells me all about JB Luchte, the lectures that were still teaching me, I'm like, what? Okay. So what do you do? He's an actor, full-on theater actor. I'm like, okay, how do you know Zugo? Whoa, we're starting with Zugo. I'm like, okay, sure, okay. And Zugo fetched me the following morning from this guy. He takes me straight to where I'm supposed to go work. Literally, I have no idea where am I, what's happening. He takes me to a work and I start my first day. Dead in part drama series, started off there. Worked, working, working, and working, and working. Mind you, these are short-term contracts because we're freelancers, you know. So it was that first uh, three months from getting paid, um, what, a thousand bucks a week from my training cost to getting paid real money. I won't say the amount, but getting to pay real money, it felt good, man. Um, first job, went back home straight, bought my mom things, bought my dad things, bought myself things, and yeah. So, before your journey as a professional began, what were some of the expectations you had of life in the entertainment industry? <sighs> they were so huge. I really thought it was glitz and clams, man. I really thought um, entertainment had a lot of money because now when you really look at it from uh, an outside perspective you, you can entertain like millions and millions of people in your head in my mind you think okay if I can't do that then um, I should be honored but it's not really like that um, artists are the most suffering people that you can come across. Yeah, well, um, so you expect a lot and when reality kicks in, it's like, okay, it's not really what it is, you see. 
um, but the love of it will keep you going, you know. The love of it will keep you going. As you've already mentioned, you've done a number of different jobs in the film and television space. Um, you were in front of the camera acting, and then you went behind the scenes into writing, and now you're directing. So I'd like to know which of these have you enjoyed the most? Um, at this point, it's directing because there's, at, at right now um, uh, that's what I do. That's what I do at this point. I'm, I'm a director. Um, I'm directing on a, uh, a daily television show. Uh, Um, I'm working on Imbeu, um, which is a daily uh, television show, and I'm a freelancer um, in drama series or any other show that they call me out for, you know, um, reality television shows, I do that as well. Um, that's, that's what I enjoy the most at this point. Um, remember what I said earlier, um, yes, the first love is acting, but then I realized I can also direct, I can also tell my story via actors, you know. Um, I will never lose the skill of acting, I will never stop acting, but right now the priority is to direct and build a name and have my own signature, you know, in directing. Um, once I get to do that, and uh, it's going to be easy catching roles, you know. It's going to be easy for me to do a role. I will do a role because I want to do a role, not because... I'm hungry for a role or really want to work, I want to act, no, I'll do it because I want to do it. Um, I must have this space of directing though, you know. The script writing phase of my life, um, because as part of the course at school we did writing, right? So um, it's a skill that you, 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 you find, you know, on the way, so it was introduced at school, so you keep doing it man you keep writing every chance that you get you keep writing whether it's good or bad you write it down you know which one's gonna work you don't know so you keep writing so um i'm like steve i write what i like um i write what i like man i've got tons and tons of stories and poems and monologues um i write with teams sometimes, um, whereby I just go, we just share ideas and then the idea is maybe it's not going to be right, it's written by me, it's going to be written by someone who writes better. Because I come with an idea for me and I write it down. For it to be a story though, I need to find someone else to do that for me. Because my writing, I don't write in a story format. I just write what I like literally. What pops up, I keep writing and then I take it to someone to coordinate it and make it one story for me, you know. Because I have the whole journey, so you as a writer coordinate it for me in, in a proper writing format. Then that, that's how I do my writings, you know. Um, I've got relationship with good writers, you know. Um, whereby I just share the idea, or share what I've written and then they develop it to something better you know that's why i'm saying i write what i like and then i bounce it off if they don't like it it's still mine i keep it you know at some point it's gonna work you know and the bigger picture in the corner it's not just directing only it's also to produce you know produce your own content hence writing you know because if you write it down it's yours then you must produce it you know then people get to see that so once i once you master the, the skill of directing 
and writing definitely you can produce it so now you've got the whole thing now it becomes a company you see so 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 it's mastering all these skills and then make them to do one big project and then then it's a winner you mentioned that you're currently directing on imbeu so for someone who doesn't know what you do on a daily basis can you give us a rundown of your day from start to finish okay um i'm not gonna take it from the day of shoots i'm gonna take it from the preparation um you get scripts from um the script department it's written it's everything um and you read your scripts and you you find your voice you find um the stories that you want the story that you want to tell and how you want to tell it how do you want to tell it you know now you break down your script okay this is the journey of this character i'm going to paint it like this this journey of this character i'm going to paint it like this so the mannerisms of this character i must keep them to this minimal i want to take this story to these heights you know um find the story let the music play in your head when you're reading the script you know um what is it that you want to see as the end product break down the script you know once you've broken it down and then now you, the preparation is done you go to the floor whereby now you're going to direct the performances you know you must understand the blocking of it how do i block the scene to to heighten the mood that you want to achieve you know um how do you deal with certain actors for you to tap into the space that you want them to achieve you know what um now it's blocking now it's working with actors it doesn't just end there from you as a director working with actors how do you connect the elements of sound and camera working together to give you this perfect picture that you want at the end of the day so now you must understand the technical elements of it you must understand your camera work you must understand your lighting work okay what's the mood that i want to have in this scene so you explain to your lighting guys lighting guys create this mood for me because my scene is saying this so the lighting that i want to see is the lighting that gives me this type of mood um obviously once you get that right with your lighting now with your camera people how do i want to shoot it you know to to translate the story that i want to translate i want to play it in close up i want to play it wide what is it that you want to achieve as a director then you deal with those aspects you deal with those technical elements and then you sit down and you look at it and you let it play you know and you see is it doing what you really wanted it to do then if it's if it's not you again you craft again you you keep crafting it's art man you craft it to make it perfect you do it again and you see okay it's working out now okay that's it it looks good and then you move on you know it doesn't just end there and then it's going to go to your post production you know cuz it's three stages it's pre production it's production and it's post production now when you get to post production now you look at it it's there it's footage it's raw now you start piecing it together you editing it now you edit it you edit it you edit it and you look at it okay there it is you know it's looking good or it's not looking so good if it's looking good yeah i did a good job if it's not looking so good you still have an opportunity because you're in the post production you know there's a saying that we normally use in uh, the film world where we say you're going to fix it in post sometimes you can sometimes you can't you know sometimes you can't if you have enough footage yeah you can try and fix it in post you recorrect some mistakes um that's editing you know it's t- it tells the final story and the last story 
before it goes on air, you know. So Nakona Lapo, it's a big pro it's a big part of the production, man. It's it's really, really complex, man. It's really, really complex. It's a lot. But man, you enjoy each and every stage of it, you know. Um yeah. But mainly, mainly, I would stress this, mainly it starts from scripting, man. Once you understand that script and you see the vision, all the other stages becomes a touch easier. So you've told us about this beautiful journey from the beginning to where you are now. But what are some of the challenges you've encountered on this journey? On oh, this beautiful journey, um, when I, when I when I I'm gonna take I'm gonna take you just from the moment this 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 one just just came up just right now. Um, I started off in the industry. I was um, 20. I was quite young and I'm short even, you know. So. Um, not everybody trusts short people, you know, and especially when they're going to be young. So I remember this one producer in Joburg said to me, um, I don't think you're going to be handling the job. You're going to be able to handle the job because you are so young. And I was really disappointed on that person who told me that. I won't name drop that one. Um, because I did the job so good and so perfectly. He came back to me and said, oh, wow, I really didn't believe you were going to pull it, but you pulled it. Well done, brother. Um, so most of the time, it's about how you look and how you sound. It's, it's, it's really not fair on, that, on those grounds, you know. Um, like, for instance, I'm just going to be blunt about this because um, that's the reality, you know. Right now, you and me having a conversation, you can hear that my English is not that posh English, that um, Saint what what English. My English is from high school in place, Enanda. That, that's where it's from, you know. But my capacity of thinking is not that, you know. Um, so some people in our industry will judge you in, on how you sound and how you, you speak and think... Um, you can deliver, you can't deliver what they expect of you. When I'm told, Kaiser and Boy coming there, knowing it's Zulu, um, and working English, you know, um, not posh English, working English, you know. Um, a very few will think you can crack it, but it's not about that, it's about the skill. I'm told, not that now you mustn't master the language, yes, you must master the language, but. Your skill and what you can do can can be in danger because of how you sound. You understand? Same for acting as well as for actors and how they look can be can be a problem for them. Yes, they can perform, but they don't look the particular way. Then they lose the job, and someone who looks the particular way and can't perform gets to get the job. So it, that that side of politics also gets into the um, directing or the, the, the behind the scenes world as well, you understand? Um, one would think it's only for actors. No, it's not just only for actors. Even for us behind the scenes, you know? You get into a pitching room, just because my English is not good enough, you would think, okay, you won't be able to crack it. But honestly, my execution is much better than the person who can speak posh English, you understand? 
So those are other challenges that we have. But hey, man, once you crack it once and they see your job, and your job is gonna start for itself. Yeah, no. unfortunately, what you just shared is the reality of many people in South Africa. People equate your level of speaking English to your level of intelligence, which is actually an unfair judgment when you think about it. So while we're here speaking about experience, if you had a chance to rewind your journey, what are some of the things you would do differently? In my journey, um, man. What is it that I would do differently? Uh, it's maybe it's grabbing another op- um, opportunities quicker, opportunities quicker. Yeah, um, I remember at some point um, in my life I got an opportunity to direct and I was not ready, and um, I thought I was not ready, but people around me believed that I was. Um, I was so scared to take the opportunity because at the same time I was quite new and fresh in the industry, but they understood. They could see this. The spark that I didn't see in me, you know. Um, I got an opportunity to direct uh, quizzical pictures um, when I was quite young. When I was, um, I was like what, 23, and at the time I was enjoying doing continuity, but I was so scared to take on the opportunity. Um, I wish I did now, because I would have established myself um, earlier as a director. Um, but um, I missed that one. And it's on me, and uh, I, I I regret it. Um, but we can't live on regrets at the same time. So, you know, um, here it is now. I'm doing it, so I'm grateful. We're nearing the end of the podcast today, but before I let you go, I'd like to know what does the bigger picture look like for you? What are you aiming to achieve? The bigger one is to have um, the, my own production company. Man, um, we, we we are living in the times whereby. Um, Deben um, is 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 really growing as a, a film-based industry. So so right now it's a matter of grabbing those opportunities um, at this side. So it's to own that big um, um, uh, production company, produce my own stuff, tell my own stories, have my own content, own it, sell my uh, like own my own IPs. Um, uh, that's the bigger picture, you know. By then, if me doing that, then it would eventually give back to the community. Eventually, give back to the upcoming um, wannabe filmmakers. I was given an opportunity, so I might as well now me give an opportunity. You see, so how I got an opportunity? There was this production company that decided, as much as they're making movies and making television content, they also want to bring up um, the new talent whether behind the scenes or in front of the camera. So I've got that um, um, idea as well that I also wanna have my own production company, but it also must generate the new ones, you know? So in a form of giving back, in the form of growing the industry in Durban, in the form of, um, when you look at the film industry, like most people in the film industry, they will tell you that we didn't study for film, we got trained for film. So, so, um, Get to train people, man. Not everybody needs to go to school. It's good. Yes, it is good. It's perfect to go to school. Those who can afford to do it must do it. I'm not saying people mustn't go to school. Those who can afford to go to school, they must go and do it. But for those who can afford to go to school, they must try and find those opportunities to get trained, you know. And when you're in that training field, be a student. Learn as much as you can, you know. And you can get it. 
Yeah, you're one of the things that I admire the most about you is your tenacity and your ability to learn and to adapt to whatever situation you'll find yourself in. And the fact that you strive for excellence, you know, and these are very commendable traits. So, oh man, thanks, yo. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so so much for joining me on the podcast today. I wish you well in everything that you do. May everything you touch turn into gold. Thank you so much for being here. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tom Tom. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, man. I enjoyed talking to you. Well, we've come to the end of the podcast today. Thank you very much for listening. If you like what you hear, do subscribe and let us continue the conversation on Facebook at Artistic Power Podcast. Till next time, take care.